Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on the issues that impact our lives. I am Minister Natalie, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. Thank you so much for um, taking a moment to to check us out. Um, I want to talk to you today about something that really really kind of struck me. I noticed something. I mean, have you ever read a particular passage of scripture and you never saw what one day becomes like a light bulb? It's like an aha moment. It's like a, where did that come from moment? It's like a, I never saw that before a moment. Well, I had one of those uh, recently and I want to share it with you today. Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have to lose our sight to find it. Sometimes we have to be blinded. We have to allow God to say, you know what? I need to do an intervention in your life. You are on the wrong road and I need to put you on the right road. I'm going to be talking about Saul, Saul from Tarsus, who eventually became Paul. We all know him as Paul, but once upon a go, he was Saul from Tarsus. And Paul was a very smart man doing some very dumb things. But he thought he was doing the right thing. In his mind, the way he saw it, he was doing God a favor. In his mind, the way he saw it, he was right, but he was so wrong. So I'm going to take some time to go over some passages of scripture. And really, it's all from Acts 9. Acts chapter 9. And I'm just going to kind of read through here a little bit and try to um, help you see where I'm coming from. The aha moment, I'll share with you in a little bit. But the thing is, he was on Damascus Road. He was sent to the Damascus Road. He was on his way to do something that in his mind, the way he saw it was the right way to, to do it. But he was on the wrong road. We have always heard it as you know, the on the road, on the Damascus road. Um, many times that's what we hear. But as I read, you'll see what I'm going to point out. That's something that I never really saw. And I just want to share it with you in hopes that it will enlighten you on some things. And then I will um, just elaborate a little bit and then I'll be out of your hair. So Acts 9, Acts 9, and I'm going to start with verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. What he was doing, he was trying to get permission to do what he was about to do, which was to literally imprison all of the disciples of the Lord. So he did this so that if he found any who were of the way, who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. I'm going to go back to that of the way in a minute. You might have noticed that I emphasized that. Verse three, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus 
and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now I'm going to stop here because I've said a lot and I really want to go through this with you because I want I want you to see some things. I just kind of want to break it down. I think that's best to just kind of take it slow and go through it, right? So follow me here. So Saul, still breathing threats. Of course, you got to read ahead of that or above that to know what was said before that. Still breathing threats and murder. So this man had been on this mission for quite some time, right? For quite some time, and he's still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He had a he had a disdain for anybody who followed this Lord the way. And he was after anybody who were of the way. Of the way. What does that mean? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he is the way. So Saul was against anybody who were of the way. Okay. Now, men, women, he didn't care who it was. If you followed the way, he was going to come your way and, and, and imprison you. And he was like, I mean, just kill them all. He, he was bent on killing them all. He thought he was doing the right thing. And doing it the right way, but he was persecuting the way. And Jesus got his attention. Light shone around him. Paul, Saul, I should say, we all know him as Paul. So forgive me if you hear me going back and forth, but Saul at the time was his name. He was just bound and bent on bringing these people to, in his mind, justice. I mean, how dare they follow this way? I mean, this is not the way. This is not the way it has always been. What are they talking about? These followers of this Christ, this Jesus, he only knew him as Jesus, Yeshua. He only knew him as that. But he did not, and like a lot of Jews, did not see Jesus as the way. They did not see him as anything except a false prophet, someone who just bamboozled a whole bunch of people and everybody's following him. And he was crucified. He died at this time. The body, of course, they didn't believe that he had rose from the dead, but they're just still under the assumption under the thought processes in their minds, the way they saw it, because there were people like Paul, Saul. There were people who thought, you know what? I agree. These people, they're they're wrong and they're going to lead more people away. They're going to lead more people astray from the way it has always been. Because see, this is the way it's always been. And this is the way they saw it. And this is the way that it needed to stay. But one day he fell to the ground after seeing this light from heaven, fell to the ground, fell to the ground. Jesus had to show himself strong, the light. Jesus is also referred to as the light. The light shone all around him from heaven. 
a light did. But Jesus is also referred to as the light. I'm just pointing out some different things here that we get from this passage of scripture. Well, we know that he is holy, holy, holy. And the presence of God, it'll make you fall down. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but the spirit of God, the presence of God will make you fall down. It's like, it's like you're going to reverence me. If you've never done so, I'm going to show you who I am. I am the light. I am the way. And understand, I am just breaking down, just kind of expounding, doing a breakdown of this passage so that you can see some things that perhaps you've never seen. And it's like Paul, Saul was like, oh, my God, what in the world? You know, it's like you're not going to bow down, but just my presence will make you bow down and you will glorify me. You will recognize me. You will see me as Lord today. I need to introduce myself to you. I need to help you see who I am. So he, the light shone down from heaven all around him. Verse four, he fell to the ground. And then what? He heard a voice. He heard a voice. Until this time, whose voice had he been listening to? Probably people who have always done what they always did. The tradition. The law. Saul knew the law. Knew it well. He was a scholar. Knew it backwards and forwards. Very intelligent man. But he was doing some very dumb things and did not know it. He was doing things as he saw it. Never heard the voice of God. He may have thought he did, but he did not know the voice of God. So he heard a voice saying to him, and notice it says, Saul, Saul. Jesus called him twice. He was trying to get his attention. He was like, pay attention to me. Listen to me. And he asked him a question. Why are you persecuting me? You may ask, well, why did he ask him why when he knew why Jesus, God, the father, they're one the spirit of God. It was known why, but Jesus is such an excellent teacher. He asks questions to get you to think. He asks questions because he wants you to really think about it. And there's a reason for it because he listened going to verse five. This is what Saul said. Who are you, Lord? Why are you persecuting me? Saul responds, who are you? The answer is Saul did not know that he was persecuting the Lord. He didn't know him. He did not really know him. He knew the laws, but he didn't know the Lord. Jesus asked again, I'm going to say this. Why are you persecuting me? He didn't ask twice, but I'm saying this twice for you, the listener. To understand that Jesus is trying to point out something to us. And he was pointing out something to Saul, but it's something that we can learn from to this day. We can be on a mission, thinking and seeing things a certain way. And it's clear to us with what we're seeing. We think that we're seeing crystal clear. We think that we are looking at things with 20-20 vision. 
But we are just as blind as a bat because we don't know really what we're doing. We think we do, but we don't. Saul was persecuting not just the men and women that were of the way, but he was also persecuting Jesus. Jesus said, in the least of these that you do, you have done it to me. So Saul did not understand that. He thought he was doing something for God, but he was doing something to God. His perspective needed to be shifted. He needed some light. He needed enlightenment. He needed to come to understand what he was doing, who he was actually persecuting. He needed to come to know the Lord. Verse five again, then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. I'm going to skip down just a little bit. Verse six. So he talking about Saul trembling and astonished. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine. I would be trembling, astonished, probably would have been passed out. I don't know about you, but I probably would have passed out. I would have done more than fell down. I don't know if I would have had strength to talk. But nonetheless, he asked all of these questions and he had a conversation with Jesus on this road to Damascus. And Jesus says, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And then Saul said, so he he's trembling and he's astonished. And he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Notice he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? You see, this says something about Saul's heart. He had good intentions. He were doing he was doing things the way he saw it. He was doing things the way it made sense to do. He was doing things the way the the high priest and and the people of the church, the synagogue, saw things. He thought he was fulfilling his purpose. He was a teacher. He was a Pharisee. He he was somebody who knew the word. He he was a scribe. He he wrote. He 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 knew the law. And so he thought he was fulfilling his purpose and that he was doing it the right way. And he thought that he saw it the right way, but he was terribly wrong. Saul had a heart to want to do things the right way. His response wasn't an argumentative one. It wasn't an inquisitive in terms of defensive way, I should say. His immediate response was, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Very interesting point there. And I can go on and on about that, but I don't have a lot of time and I don't want to be in your ear too long because you might cut me off. (laughs) So I'm going to press along. Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. So the men that were journeying with Saul Uh, They stood speechless. This is verse seven. They heard the voice, but they saw no one. Now, at this point, this is another point here. And and, and, and I'm going to say this. Saul. He had his natural eyes, right? He had his natural eyes. His eyeballs. Okay, the men that were with him, they had their natural eyes. They could see from their natural eyes. 
it wasn't until Saul saw the light, fell down, saw Jesus. It wasn't until he fell down that he could see. His eyes became blind because of this light that was so, so bright that shone all around him. Think about it. His natural eyes, you're going to lose your natural eyesight there for a while anyway. That's just biology. However, it's so much more there because even though that is the case, it wasn't until he lost his natural eyesight that he could see spiritually. The men that were with him, they couldn't see Jesus in the spiritual realm. They couldn't see Jesus. They heard his voice, but they couldn't see him. Says an awful lot. Again, sometimes we have to lose our sight in order to find it. Sometimes we have to lose our sight in order to find it. Now I'm going to read down a little bit further before I get ahead of myself. So what they did was they led him talking about Saul by the hand and brought him into Damascus. Verse nine. And he was there three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now I'm going to kind of summarize just a little bit here. There was this, this man um, called, it was a disciple there in Damascus. His name was Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision and he called him and Ananias answered. And here's the thing here that was an aha moment. That was really an aha moment and a like, wow, I never saw that before. Verse 11. So the Lord said to him, talking to Ananias, arise and go to the street called straight. <laughs> the street called straight. I can't tell you how many times I have read this passage and I never realized that street. It was a street called straight. And, and Jesus says, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So here is the thing here and then I'm going to let you go. A very interesting thing. Uh, some things to point out, some more things. Three days, Saul was without sight and he fasted. How long was Jesus in the grave? Three days. On the third day, he rose. On the third day, he rose. Something about the third day. It was dark for three days. On the third day. Jesus rose, the light rose, the sun rose, arise and go, go to the street called straight. Let me tell you a little bit about this street called straight. The street called straight is only mentioned only once in the New Testament, and it's only related uh, to the account of Saul's conversion. He was on his way to Damascus. He met the way, which is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then he was sent to the straight street. Now, this is what I'm going to point out here, and then I'm going to go. Saul couldn't see straight. Saul thought he was seeing straight. He thought he had 20-20 vision. He thought he knew what his purpose was, was to persecute the, the Christians, the disciples of the Lord. He thought he was on the straight and narrow street. 
He, he just knew he was seen straight. But it wasn't until he was sent to the street called Straight. <laughs> straight Street. It wasn't until then that he could that he started seeing straight. I'm telling you that y'all that just really got me. It is so interesting that he was sent to a street called straight because see, prior to that, prior to becoming blinded, he couldn't see straight and he would have never seen the street called straight with 2020 spiritual sight unless he had been blinded on the road to Damascus. Very interesting. And then, of course, we know Ananias laid hands on him. Here's the other points here. He received the Holy Spirit and the scales from his eyes fell off immediately. Just read that whole thing there in Acts 9. Read that whole story. It is a fascinating story. I just wanted to take some time here on this episode to break this down because it is so, so amazing. When he received the Holy Spirit, the scales from his eyes fell off immediately and he received his sight at once. So see, not only was his natural sight restored, but his spiritual eyes were opened and his mission became the mission of Christ Jesus, our Lord. He was baptized. And from that point on, he carried out that mission that God had, Jesus had given the disciples is to go into all the nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, this was such an aha moment. And I pray that it has been a blessing to you. Sometimes we have to indeed lose our sight. And the Lord has to point us to the straight street to correct our sight, to help us see straight, to help us see clearly, to see in the spiritual realm, to see what it is that he has for us to do. Sometimes we can think we know something, think that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and we're doing things the way we see it. Or we're doing things the way people have taught us to. And so our perspective is to see it a certain way. But it's only until we have an encounter with the way, the truth and the life. He is the light of the world. Until we have been encompassed and and, and his light has shone around us and we enter into his light, we cannot see the way that we're supposed to be. We cannot see the road that we are on. We cannot see straight. So this is just a, uh, uh, just an eye opener. And I pray that it's been a blessing to you. And if there perhaps are scales on your eyes, I pray in the name of Jesus, that you will come to know the way and you will come to know the way that God has for you to go. That you will, if you are on the wrong road in life, that God will open your eyes because he definitely wants to do that. And if you will just be like Saul was before he was changed into a Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament, he was used mightily, mightily to bring people to Christ. And he is still impacting the lives of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, millions of people have been converted, have been won over to Jesus Christ because a man said, Lord, what do you want me to do? 
You see, he had a heart to serve. He had a heart that he wanted to do what God wanted him to do. He wanted to do it God's way. It's just that his perspective needed to change. His vision needed to be adjusted. He had to become blinded. And the scales that were once on his eyes fell off. My friend, I pray that for you right now in the name of Jesus, that whatever scales that may be on your eyes, that our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, will remove them now and you will be able to see clearly. You will be able to see straight so that you can journey in this life being a disciple of Christ and work the mission that he has called you to. Be blessed, my brother and sister in Christ. And thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Light Post, Light Post Podcast. This is a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. You know, for other messages, I encourage you uh, to please connect with us online for messages and resources. You can do that at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. And hey, while you're there, make sure that you give us a thumbs up, search around and check out our other messages and and, and you will be encouraged. I, 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 I promise you that. Make sure you give us a thumbs up if it blesses you. Make sure that you subscribe, turn on the notification bell and share it with your friends and your family. Until the next episode, be blessed. <music>